welcome to Weird People Problems. My name is Emma, and today, guys, is a little bit of a different episode. I know we don't really have a style here at Weird People Problems, but we are doing something different today. So I, it is just me today. It's a little weird. I'm slightly uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about it. But what we are talking about is port wine stains. Now, if you know me, you probably know that I have a port wine stain. And if you don't, you're probably thinking, what the fuck is a port wine stain? And we're going to get there, okay? You guys, you have Google, okay? I believe in you. Use your noggins, put them together, search it up. But like I said, you guys, today's going to be a little bit different. So put on your education caps. There's going to be some big words. Um, but it's going to be a little bit more of a big girl talk today. So let's start off with what is a port wine stain, okay? It is a birthmark. It's a permanent birthmark, shows up at birth, hence the word birthmark, okay? And it's usually like a pink, reddish color. Now, with these port wine stains, they do get darker as you get older, um, therefore they require treatments. Now, usually when you're meeting people with port wine stains, it's a maybe a small little spot somewhere, possibly on their face, maybe on their arm or their neck, but no, 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 no. See, see me? And my jeans, we decided to take it up all the way to 10. <laughs> all the way to 10. I have it head to toe. I have it on my face, my neck, my chest, my back, my butt, my legs, my arms. I mean, girl, I am covered. Covered. I look like I escaped Area 51. Kidding. Kind of. But yes, a port wine stain is a birthmark, and it is a vascular anomaly. Some people will call it a capillary malformation. Basically, what that means is your um, blood vessels are either swollen or inflamed. They're closer to the surface of your skin. You can actually see that blood through the skin, and that's why it gives off that kind of pinkish, reddish appearance. So yes, I'm walking around this earth, and everybody can see my blood through my skin. It's, it's very invasive. It's very personal. I did not ask for this. I feel violated. All right, guys. So a few things with port wine stains that is actually pretty um, interesting to me, but only because I'm curious is that it can darken as you get older, which is why people get treatments. And it can actually cause the skin to thicken in some people when they get to like more of adulthood age. Um, but it's rare. That doesn't really happen a whole lot. Um, and in extremely rare cases, it can actually be linked to something called Sturge-Weber syndrome, which is a congenital neurological and skin disorder. And even rarer, it can be linked to, okay, and I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this correctly, so don't yell at me, but Klippel-Trenani syndrome. It is a rare genetical medical condition where your blood vessels and your lymph nodes don't, um, they like, they don't form properly. Another thing about port wine stains, guys, is it is a genetic mutation. I actually Googled what genes um, cause this genetic mutation and uh, just, yeah, it was a lot of letters. I felt like I was in a junior high, like algebra class again. It was not, it was not a good time for me. Another thing about people with port wine stains is if they have port wine stain around the area of the eye or even on their eyelid, and sometimes it can be inside the eyelid. Also, I googled this. Did you guys know it can happen on the inside of your mouth? That's fucking weird. Anyway, continuing on. Um, if it's on your eyelid, anywhere near your eye, it can possibly cause glaucoma or blindness especially if that area where the port wine stain is present starts to swell which is 
interesting, but also absolutely effing terrifying because it is all over my eyeballs. N not the balls, the lids. That sounds weird. Okay. All right. So digging a little bit deeper into some more bi big girl words, but I believe in you guys. Okay. I, I know you can stay with me for this one. So like I said before, a port wine stain is a capillary malformation. Some people will call it a vascular anomaly. It's, it's the same thing. But it's, it's um, your blood vessels that are affected. Okay, so blood vessels, right? They are the tubular structure, the, you know, the, the veins <laughs> that carry blood throughout your body, through your tissues, your organs, etc., etc. Okay, so blood vessels. You have your veins, your arteries, your capillaries. Port wine stain affects your capillaries. Your capillaries are the delicate, like, small blood vessels that connect your arteries to your veins and that carries blood through your body. Your capillaries also help transport nutrients and oxygen as well as blood to your organs and your tissues inside your body so they are very important. Now the scientific term for port wine stain there's a I can get into it more but I'm not going to I just think it's a funny name it's called nevus flammaeus I think I'm pronouncing that right. It just sounds like you have really bad, like, nasal problems and you're trying to say something else. Nemus, me. Anyway, moving on. So the next thing I want to get into is um, treatment. Now, again, if you know me, you've probably seen me in person or pictures of what I look like after I get my laser treatments done. Now, it is a yellow pulsed dye laser treatment. What this does is... You know, I've been explained, like, I've been told what it does, but in doctor terms, and I don't really know what that means, but essentially it's, like, destroying those capillaries, and it's pushing them, like, away. <laughs> so it's basically fading that pink-red color that you see on somebody who has a port wine bir uh, birthmark. So it's not as um, opaque of a color anymore. Now, that is not permanent. Um... I am one of the, I think I'm the only person I've met with a port wine stain who has had as many um, laser treatments as I've had. I think I'm probably up in the 40s or 50s. I started getting them done when I was about six months old. That's pretty common for people with port wine stains. Um, but it's also not uncommon to meet people with port wine stains and they didn't even know what it was They've never gotten it treated. It just affects everybody so differently. Some people, it's wild how dark it gets. Maybe it swells. Maybe, you know, whatever. Some people really aren't affected by their port wine stain. It's just different for everyone. But also, guys, I'm not a freaking doctor, okay? Half this shit, I don't even know if I'm saying correctly. So, work with me here. Okay, so now that we've gone over the kind of boring medical you know, big girl words about Port Weinstein birthmarks, you guys can do your part in kind of Googling, um, getting more acquainted with pictures of what it looks like. Of, of course, when you Google a Port Weinstein, it's going to show you some pretty intense pictures. So just be prepared for that. Um, but also, if you have met me, you know that my per my birthmark is not as intense as those pictures you see on Google. Again, it's so different for everyone because it is not a skin disorder. It is a blood problem. 
I've had so many people say so many stupid things to me about my port wine stain or about the procedures that I get done. And it's not coming from a malicious intent. It's just ignorance and they're not taking the time to educate themselves or ask the right questions. So they're just kind of spitting out whatever first comes to their mind. And then I just sit there and stare at them. <laughs> okay, so a few of the things that people have said to me in the past. Um, when I mentioned that I have a port wine stain or talking about the um, topic of port wine stains is um, they kind of assume that it's a skin condition. Um, so their brain kind of automatically goes to, you know, you should try these creams or ointments or you should take a pill um, <laughs> just like a, like a drugstore option in order to fix a, a genetic mutation. <laughs> so one of the biggest things I get is when I tell people that I'm about to have a laser procedure and then they say, oh, but Emma, you're so young and beautiful. You shouldn't have to do stuff like that. Like, what? Bro! Okay, number one, none of your business what I do to my body. And number two, I didn't ask for your opinion. It was not wanted, nor needed. And number three, it's not a skin condition. It affects the blood. So there's, it's not like I'm walking in and getting plastic surgery to fix a broken leg. Like, come on, guys. Now, when I do get these procedures done, I am pretty swollen for a few days. It kind of feels like the worst sunburn of your life. And the actual procedure itself is about 15, 20 minutes long, and it is extremely painful. Um, so I typically come home, and I pop a bunch of Benadryl, and I pass out for a few days until the pain goes away and the swelling goes down. So when it's time to go back to work, thank you, COVID, I had... I was just wearing a mask, um, you know, and I could let um, my skin heal and do its thing and whatnot and wasn't really a problem. It was actually kind of great. Um, so typically with that laser procedure, it is so intense that sometimes you can get blisters on your skin from the laser. You can also get some um, like dry, crusty, flaky. It's a whole thing that I did not sign up for. So when people tell me like, oh, you're so pretty, you shouldn't have to do that. I want to hit them so badly because it is not an enjoyable experience. It is not something I want to do. It is something that I have to do in order for my health and my well-being. So suck it. I did have one person tell me to try red light therapy. And again, it's not a damn scam skin condition like Jesus Christ people it's not acne I can't just put a cream on it and it goes away it is also not curable it will I will always have this it will always be here there is nothing I can do about it the procedures just help prevent it from getting darker and worse now I do live in Texas and with insurance and whatnot, it is not covered. Texas sees it as a cosmetic procedure, which is a pain in the ass. That being said, I only really get it done maybe every year to two years. So it's not that big of a bill for me to be like, oh, it's too expensive. I can't afford to get this done. That being said... 
Like, come on, Texas. Can you recognize that this procedure is not cosmetic? Like, what is your problem? This damn state has a stick so far up its ass. It ain't never coming out. So usually right after I get my procedures done and I mirror around and around people, um, the biggest question I get is what happened? <laughs> um, which, um, can you blame them? I look like I got attacked by... Um, an octopus so the laser leaves like these very like small round dots all over the place on my skin um so it looks real weird I get stared at super hard in public now typically in public people just stare which I'm like I'd rather you ask you know what I mean like now you're just looking at me and thinking the worst like I have radiation poisoning or something I don't know like, just ask. I mean, I'm not going to tell you the truth. I'm going to fuck with you first, but <laughs> then I'll tell you the truth. When I went back to work and I was hanging in the back and my face was still healing, I didn't have my mask on, and a couple of the girls asked what happened. I told a couple of them that I had COVID and it did this to my face um, just to mess with them, um, which don't yell at me, okay? They would do the same. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. I'm obviously, like, the people I work with, like, they're gonna ask because I'm around them nearly every day they they know a good portion about me so they have no shame in asking what the hell is going on so I'm gonna fuck with them like come on in the Port Weinstein community we would love a cure but it's probably not gonna happen in this lifetime for me that being said like it's nothing to be ashamed of it is not a skin condition it's not a contagious rash that apparently some people think it is. It is not something that can be resolved with some homeopathic medicine or uh, apparently some eye cream. I don't... People just say the weirdest shit. Alright guys, so I know that this has been a little bit of a shorter episode than what you're used to and a little bit of a different one, but I did want to talk about this. This was kind of on my list of things that I wanted to talk about on this podcast when I decided to create a podcast. Um, I would love to do another kind of short segment about Port Weinstein's with my mom because she has a very different experience with it being my mom and that I was born with it and like being diagnosed with it and she had to take me to all these surgeries when I was a newborn it was probably terrifying for her for a second um so I'd love to get her insight about it but I want you guys to um comment on my Instagram post ask me questions about port wine stains let's have a conversation I don't even care how crazy these damn questions get just ask them okay um even, even if I don't have an answer for you, my friend Google will probably have something. Um, he's a real good homie of mine. On that note, I will be sharing a photo on Instagram of what it looks like a few days after my laser procedure. So you guys kind of have an idea. Um, but again, yes, engage with me on Instagram. Let's have a convo. Ask your questions. Let's keep talking about this. Let me know if you want to do another kind of smaller segment. We'll bring Karen in. You, we all know she's a blast. And we'll, we'll, we'll just keep the conversation going. But don't you worry, guys. We will proceed with the usual crappy content podcast in two weeks. <laughs> don't you fret. 
All right, guys. So again, this is Weird People Problems. My name is Emma, and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Stay positive and stay curious, you guys. Love ya.